C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthcare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Please visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products, keeping environments safer. CloroxHealthcare.com forward slash Radio. It's a great pleasure to welcome our two guests joining us today. We have Bruce Rippey, CEO of Trinity Guardian, manufacturer of the Trinity Guardian Patient Protective Barrier, along with Dr. Edmund Hooker, MD, Doctor of Public Health, Associate Professor of Health Services Administration at Xavier University. Bruce and Dr. Hooker are both leading topic experts. They join us today to discuss medical mattress contamination issues and how hospital beds are the source for many hospital-acquired infections. At this time, I would like to welcome our guests to the program. Thank you for joining us today, Bruce and Dr. Hooker. Glad to be here. Well, thank you both for taking time out of your busy schedules. And um, our last discussion last year on C. diff spores and more, you both described for us how beds are not being cleaned adequately and how your laundrable bed cover can help solve the problems and protect patients. Eddie, can you briefly explain and review the problems surrounding cleaning and disinfecting, disinfecting of the mattresses? Yes. um, So there is a huge amount of research, not just my research, but others that have shown that the mattresses, after they're cleaned the way hospitals are cleaning them, still are horribly contaminated with bacteria, all the bad bacteria, C. diff and MRSA and all the stuff that we don't want on a mattress. And so the, the problem is, is the current cleaning processes are just not adequate to clean these soft surfaces. Uh, and then the chemicals they're using are damaging the mattresses uh, because everybody's using very harsh chemicals that trying to kill these bacteria, but the current mattresses are not capable of handling those harsh materials and they're not rinsed off so that these chemicals are destroying the mattress, which then leads to uh, the mattresses breaking down and end up having blood and all sorts of nastiness inside of them. And there are multiple studies uh, linking uh, mattresses to outbreaks uh, with multiple dead people um, over the last few years uh, where they showed that, you know, they'd have an outbreak in an intensive care unit and then they would finally unzip all the mattresses and find blood and bacteria inside of them. They'd get rid of the mattresses and stop killing people. Uh, So it's a huge problem. And there are, uh, you know, there's been tons of research out there, and, and I'll talk later on some newer research looking at previous occupant. If the previous person that was in that bed and they cleaned it, quote unquote, and uh, discharged that patient, you are at increased risk of getting an infection from that patient. Because again, the bed's not clean, and so they left their C. diff for you as a prize. Dr. Hooker, that's extremely disturbing, <laughs> I must admit. Uh, All that information uh, the research shows uh, is really helpful to help save lives, and we thank you for sharing that with us. 
Bruce, you have previously mentioned that there are a lot of damaged mattresses in hospitals. Why are they being damaged? So I, I think a lot of damages uh, happen because of just day-to-day use of, of the mattress. Uh, oftentimes mattresses are changed um, to uh, deal with different patient conditions uh, that can cause uh, hospitals to have to uh, change mattresses uh, between patients in some cases. Uh, and, and so that counts for uh, a part of it, maybe 4 or 5% of the issue. Uh, the bigger issue is the fact that the surface itself uh, has changed. And for the last, uh, oh, I'd say about the last 20 years, mattress surfaces uh, have uh, changed in design a, gr- a great deal to help reduce hospital-acquired pressure ulcers. And in that process of changing, they've gone from vinyl, which, as we all know, is hard from, you know, uh, those that are old enough that had cars with vinyl seats remember what that looked like and felt like. And in the summer, it was hot and uh, sticky because the vinyl made you perspire more. And uh, that was true of hospital mattresses as well. And as time went on, they, the mattress surface changed to poly, a breathable polyurethane that uh, uh, would allow moisture vapor to actually transfer through it. And as time's gone on and the fact that uh, pressure ulcers are a never event now uh, and hospitals are penalized for that, the, the bed device manufacturer have moved to uh, fabrics that are even more absorbent, and uh, they are much more um, fragile because they're much uh, thinner. The coating is very, very thin. In some cases, the thickness of a, a sheet of paper. And so as a result, uh, they, they are much more susceptible to just damage from medical devices that might be placed on the bed. Uh, sometimes and it's, it's not supposed to happen, but you know, there's a patient that's coding and, and a nurse is trying to control the needles that are um, being used and, and sometimes they'll stick the, the, the mattress with the needle. Uh, it could be family members sitting on, on the bed with a loved one and they've got sharp objects in uh, their clothing. And, and so there's just a whole variety of things that can cause this. But I think the, the big takeaway is that these fabrics are much more fragile than they ever have been, and they're just not durable enough to stand up to the rigors of uh, harsh use. And with that, Bruce, um, can you elaborate on, like, the cleaning material, um, the disinfectants? With these fabrics being so fragile, wouldn't that also um, destroy the fabric? So it's interesting that you bring that up. Um, Yes, and the, the, the problem, there's, there's actually a couple problems with that. One is that the fabric itself, uh, because it is so absorbent, absorbs the disinfectant during the dwell time that's required of the disinfectant. And so in some cases, those, the dwell time could be uh, three minutes. In other cases, it could be 10 minutes. And the dwell time is the, the critical uh, time that that disinfectant has to be active, the disinfectant molecule has to be active to attack the cell wall of the bacteria. 
And to the extent it's being absorbed into the fabric, uh, it's not able to do that. And so as a result, the efficacy of the disinfectant is a real challenge to being able to provide a cleaner surface, which goes back to what Dr. Hooker was just talking about. Uh, And that same issue of the absorption into the fabric is also what causes the fabric to uh, start to uh, delaminate. So most of these fabrics are um, a couple layers. There's a top layer that's polyurethane today, and the bottom of the fabric is uh, either nylon or polyester, and it's transfer-coated. Um, the the polyurethane is transfer-coated onto the, the polyester scrim. So what ends up happening is the disinfectant is absorbed into the uh, the polyurethane and then passes into the adhesive coat that uh, can uh, weaken the adhesion and then it, it starts the process of the mattress failing. Uh, the, the problem that exists is most hospitals are used to doing a one-step disinfection process, cleaning and disinfection, and that just doesn't work anymore because the disinfectants, uh, because of the nature of, of what's happening today, particularly with C. diff, uh, being so difficult to uh, deal with C. diff spores, uh, hospitals are using a lot of bleach or hydrogen peroxide systems that actually uh, are not compatible with the polyurethane surface and will cause premature failure of, of the uh, the fabric, and despite manufacturer recommendations to rinse the disinfectant off after uh, the disinfectant's dwell time, uh, nobody does that. And so you have the residual disinfectant building up on the mattress surface itself, and just through the passage of time, every time that mattress is disinfectant, it it uh, reinvigorates the uh, dis- residual disinfectant on the surface, uh, strengthening the um, the amount of disinfectant that is on that uh, uh, surface. And so as a result, it becomes even more damaging to the, the fabric itself. Okay. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for that intense, you know, um, in- information and the um, explanation of why and how it's all happening. And Dr. Hooker, are there any new studies about transmission of infection from previous bed occupants? Yeah, actually, there really is a huge study that just came out of New York City by Dr. Cohen and his colleagues. So they looked at uh, 760,000 inpatient discharges, and they showed that if you were Uh, that if the previous occupant had one of these bad bugs, you stood a six times chance of getting an infection. And if the occupant in the roommate with you had it, you stood a five times chance of infection. So this is huge. This is probably the largest study ever done. And this, without any question, shows that we are transmitting from patient to patient because of lack of good enough environmental cleaning. We've got to do a better job. It just, there's just no, no way that we can't make this better than that. Um, I don't want to get something from a present, as I like to say, from the previous patient. And a roommate, uh, this is a real problem. This, obviously, it's being transmitted roommate to roommate, 
that's a, another whole discussion of whether patients should have roommates. Um, and uh, that, that one uh, is even harder to fix. But um, we could certainly do a better job cleaning than we are. And I said this Cohen study is just massive with no question in the answer. Exactly. Well, thank you, Dr. Hooker. And that's great information to know. And um, before we go to break, Bruce, uh, what does all of this have to do with the transmission of C. diff? So, I, you know, look, I, as we all know, C. diff spores can survive on environmental surfaces for up to six months. In some, some cases, some research points to over a year. And if you look at the amount of spores that uh, a, a, pace, a patient uh, sheds during the course of an inpatient stay in a hospital, you're, you're literally talking about tens and tens of millions of spores. And, the, and the, the issue is that with the current protocols that are being used, hospitals uh, basically have environmental staff members who are working very hard trying to clean up that situation with just a rag. And so it, it's virtually impossible to deal with it after you remove the soil, the gross soil. The problem is there's still the spores left that you can't even see and trying to uh, make sure that the process has, has worked efficiently uh, is a real challenge for the staff to even deal with something, particularly when you can't even see what it is that you're trying to to deal with. And so we know that through uh, the research that we've done uh, in a couple leading hospitals here in Indiana, uh, as well as other research that's now uh, beginning to surface on this issue, uh, the, the bed is really the locus point for uh, hospital-acquired C. diff, and, and it certainly makes sense logically because it's the single number one touch point for the patient uh, in the room, and for patients that, that have C. diff particularly, managing incontinence is a huge challenge for the hospital, and uh, just trying to manage the environment uh, in, in that regard is, is really, really a, a, a big problem. Yes. It is. And Bruce and Dr. Hooker, we thank you so much for sharing this information with our global listeners. We're going to pause now for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing medical mattress contamination issues and how hospital beds are the source for the many hospital-acquired and healthcare-acquired infections. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. 
It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean, dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thank you for joining us today. It is a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Bruce Ribby, CEO of Trinity Guardian, manufacturer of the Trinity Guardian Patient Protective Barrier, and Dr. Edmund Hooker, MD, Doctor of Public Health, Associate Professor of Health Services Administration at Xavier University. They join us today to discuss medical mattress contamination issues and how hospital beds are the source for many healthcare-acquired infections. Welcome back to the program, Bruce and Dr. Hooker. Thanks. Thanks, Nancy. You're welcome. Bruce, before we go on, um, let me just ask you, how do the launderable mattress covers solve the problems and take care of the patients and keep them safe? So as we were talking right before break, the the big challenge that you have uh, with a manual cleaning system today is particularly with C. diff, is just the amount of spores that are on the surface of the mattress. And, and there's actually a growing growing evidence right now of the amount of C. diff that's actually in the bed frame itself uh, underneath the mattress. And that's even more problematic uh, or as problematic. And so our cover is a, is a barrier that uh, will not allow spores or other bacteria to uh, get underneath it uh, to the mattress surface itself, and the the cover is removed after each patient discharge and is laundered using high heat and chlorine and uh, other uh, disinfecting uh, uh, processes to kill the uh, the spores and other bacteria that are on the surface and because it's in a laundry environment, and because you can incorporate uh, large amounts of heat uh, through the water temperature as well as in the drying process, and just the rigors of the mechanical agitation in the laundry process removes the soil and the um, and the, the multiple flush cycles uh, gets it off of the uh, the fabric. And we know this because we've actually now done uh, accelerated laundry tests uh, proving that you can actually, uh, that the process actually removes 99.999999% of the, uh, the spores in the presence of soil uh, on these mattress surfaces. So they're virtually sterile when uh, they're, completely, uh, they're completely laundered. And, and by contrast, Manual wipe systems may not even get uh, 80% of the, the uh, bacteria off the surface based on some, some prior research that we've done in some uh, hospitals here in Indiana. So it's, it's a very much a repeatable process, and because of the rigors of a, of a 
laundry process being much more uh, thorough than what you can achieve through a manual wipe system, uh, it's a much cleaner surface. And, and so as a result, the use of our product has uh, shown in peer-reviewed research to actually reduce hospital-acquired C. diff because it is a much cleaner surface. Uh, and, and, you know, the other problem that hospitals have today is that, uh, you know, they, this is truly a soft surface, and so that um, in the hospitals today are, are trying to incorporate UV light as another technology to, to deal with spores on, in patient rooms, and it, while it has efficacy on hard surfaces, it, it only has efficacy on what the light reaches, and so trying to get underneath a mattress uh, is is virtually impossible since the light can't reach it, and it also doesn't have any um, kill claim for the mattress surface because it's soft and the spores can actually get into the intertracy of the of the fabric itself, and uh, that that protects the um, the spore from the UV light, and so the laundry process is really the the most effective way to deal with this problem. Um, and, and, and still allow the hospital to maintain its uh, efficiencies in trying to uh, maintain patient flow. Thank you, Bruce. And Bruce, can environmental service technicians and staff apply these covers? They can. Uh, so the, the EBS staff uh, can put a cover on in about, uh, oh, say, a minute to a minute and a half. Uh, and they are... The beauty of this system is you're literally taking the bacteria outside of the hospital. And so after the patient's discharged, the cover is, is removed from the bed. It's rolled up and put in a plastic bag and taken out of the room. So often manual wipe systems are actually spreading the bacteria around the, uh, the bed and or the room because the rags aren't changed frequently enough or it becomes airborne, just a whole litany of things uh, that cause this problem. Uh, so in, in this particular case, the, the staff can put the cover on uh, at, when they're turning over the room, and then they, they take it off. Uh, it, it's a very, very simple process to, um, uh, to, to use the product itself. That's good to know. Thank you so much, Bruce. And Bruce, I understand that last fall an organization named ECRI came out with some guidance about hospital mattresses. Who is ECRI, Bruce? ECRI is an international patient safety organization. It's a uh, not-for-profit based in Philadelphia that is funded by its hospital members. And they, they look at a, a lot of different types of medical equipment and do evaluation uh, of that equipment. They're kind of the, the consumer reports of the hospital industry, so to speak, but their focus is really on, on patient safety. Okay, and what were the main findings in the ECRI guidance document? So what, what ECRI uh, has actually, in, in 2017, I believe actually now has done three reports on safety issues for hospital mattresses. And the first one was generated around uh, issues that uh, led to failure of hospital mattresses, and I believe in, in that first document, uh, there was something like 500 uh, reported instances to the 
that ECRI reported that had been reported to the FDA about mattress failures. And so uh, what ECRI was responding to is, is trying to educate the, uh, the user of their, their document as to how this was happening and to try to suggest fixes for things that they could do to minimize damage to uh, the mattress. Later in the year, they came out with their guidance document, or their, their top safety concerns for uh, 2018. Uh, mattress failures was number three on the list. So it, it's pretty amazing that uh, something as, as basic as, a, as you would think a mattress is, is so high on their list for uh, chief safety issues for um, patient safety. And so the, the, the issues are that the, the, the mattresses are failing and the, the cause is, in some cases, uh, the lack of adherence to the manufacturer's instructions for use of the disinfectant, which causes the mattress fabric uh, to fail more quickly. Uh, just generally keeping mattresses in surface uh, longer than their expected life. And so ECRI is suggesting that hospitals do more rigorous inspections uh, and actually open mattresses between patients in some cases if the, um, if the patient was incontinent uh, and uh, that there was a massive amount of fluids on on the mattress itself. One of the concerns was that uh, because mattresses have sewn zipper seams around the perimeter, that bodily fluids could actually uh, weep through the stitching and into the, the core of the mattress and uh, cause uh, potential risk for outbreaks within the facility as a result of that. And so those are, are some of the, the key highlights that um, that ECRI was looking at in their uh, guidance document. Okay. And Bruce, in the fall of 2017, the FDA also came out with an advisory about mattresses. Uh, what were the main issues in the FDA advisory? So I think the FDA was looking at really some of the same issues that, that ECRI was looking at. Uh, in, I believe in their advisory document, they, their number was actually a little higher than ECRI. They had 780 reported cases. And while that may not seem like that much when you consider there's 900,000 hospital beds in the market today, uh, the real issue is that the number of patients exposed to, let's say, 800 failed mattresses that were reported to the FDA in, in any one year could be, you know, 60 to 70,000 people. The FDA went on to say, though, that they felt that the issue was, was significantly underreported to the FDA's uh, MOD database, and so as a result, uh, they, they believe that this is much more serious uh, than what the, the data would suggest. Uh, the FDA is suggesting that the hospital uh, do routine inspections and replace mattresses that have been soiled or damaged uh, and to follow the manufacturer's instructions for use in terms of um, cleaning and disinfection of, of the mattress service. The FDA is is really getting much more prescriptive in terms of compliance to the instructions for use. Uh, CMS is now penalizing hospitals for 
failing to follow the device manufacturer's instruction for use because of issues with scopes. And I, I think the FDA is beginning to really understand the importance of disinfection of these medical devices uh, as it relates to cross-transmission risk, and mattresses are, are just another example of that. So the FDA is saying inspect mattresses more frequently, uh, have them on a, a schedule to, um, to do these inspections, uh, replace failed mattresses, uh, and to follow the manufacturer's instructions for use. Okay, well, thank you so much, Bruce, and thank you, Bruce and Dr. Hooker, for thank you for providing the key points. Right now, we're going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will be discussing the medical mattress contamination issues and how hospital beds are the source of many healthcare-acquired infections with our guests, Bruce Rippey and Dr. Edmund Hooker. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4 CDF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the CDF Foundation at 1 844 4CDF. 1-844-367-2343 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thank you for joining us today. It is a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Bruce Ribby, CEO of Trinity Guardian, manufacturer of the Trinity Guardian Patient Protective Barrier, and Dr. Edmund Hooker, MD, Doctor of Public Health, Associate Professor of Health Service Administration at Xavier University, 
both joining us today to discuss medical mattresses, contamination issues, and how hospital beds are the source for many healthcare-acquired infections. Welcome back to the program, Bruce and Dr. Hooker. Thanks. You're welcome. And Bruce, um, I understand that the bed manufacturers are issuing instructions for use that indicate that the mattress should and must be cleaned and disinfected in a multi-step process. Can you tell us what these new instructions mean for healthcare organizations? Right. So let's just talk real briefly about what is what the new instructions for use look like. And what the big uh, news is that uh, starting in 2015, the FDA uh, reissued or issued reprocessing guidelines for all medical devices that was very prescriptive in terms of the, the way that they were looking at uh, the cleaning and disinfection for all medical devices and attempted to categorize those um, devices into uh, non-critical, semi-critical, and critical. Uh, hospital beds and mattresses are uh, referred to as non-critical, and while that may sound like the, the bed isn't an issue, uh, that requirement to meet the disinfection standard for a non-critical medical device is still uh, the removal of bacteria to the tune of uh, log 6, which would be 99.99999% of the bacteria has to be gone during the cleaning and disinfection process. And the FDA is now breaking down the difference uh, between cleaning and disinfection as, as two distinct uh, and, and separate uh, processes. So the, the bed device manufacturers that uh, have applied for new 510K clearance uh, for hospital beds that are, are trying to meet the new standard uh, are we're now calling for uh, removal of gross soilage uh, as a step uh, and then uh, adding to that a cleaning step uh, followed by a disinfection step. And in the case of C. diff, they are adding a rinse and then the use of chlorine bleach, potentially, or hydrogen peroxide, depending on the preference of the facility, and then another rinse. So in some cases, this disinfection process, cleaning and disinfection process, can take up to, to six steps to accomplish just for uh, the... Um, uh, to, to do the, the bed and mattress. And so it's, it's, it's a very, very labor-intensive uh, process in order to clean and disinfect uh, properly this device. And, and by the way, that's just not the patient's surface, but the bottom and the sides and the, the bed itself. Okay. And Bruce, are these um, instructions being uh, released for just the standard mattresses in the hospitals? No, so uh, some of the leading device manufacturers have now posted videos on their website uh, showing what these uh, new instructions for use are, and the uh, th this is actually for uh, all of their beds, as they are saying that are. And, and, and again, what what's happened? Again, just to give you a bit of history, is uh, up until 2015 the FDA required the device manufacturer to basically check the box that they had instructions for use on how to clean and disinfect. And after 2015 uh, is, is when they really got serious about starting to enforce that. 
2016, President Obama signed into law the 21st Century Cures Act, which requires um, uh, the FDA or allows the FDA to enforce uh, that cleaning and reprocessing guideline as well as CMS is now given uh, some uh, power in this to actually penalize hospitals for failure to follow the uh, cleaning disinfection uh, instructions from the manufacturer, which would include uh, hospital beds and mattresses. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining that. Dr. Hooker, why don't one-step disinfectants work on mattresses? Well, the problem is is that you, when you are going to clean, you need to remove uh, the soil that's on there. Basically, any of the disinfectants make the assumption, and the only way they work is if the mattress has already had all the soil and poop and all that stuff taken off of the mattress, then it can work on trying to kill the bacteria. If you just throw disinfectant on a mattress and it will get basically broken down by all that soil and you'll get no cleaning uh, or no disinfection. So all of these products, every one of them that's out on the market, if you read the label, it says pre-clean, remove all the soil off first so that the disinfectant can actually work. So uh, if you're not doing the pre-cleaning, your disinfectants aren't going to work. If you're not uh, then rinsing the whatever you cleaned with, the, the chemical used to clean can a lot of times work against the chemical that's being used to disinfect. So again, the disinfectant can't work. And then the final problem is that the disinfectants, most of them require uh, three minutes up to 10 minutes of being wet, what's called dwell time. And if you don't re-wet it, it doesn't have a long enough time to work on the bacteria. It dries too quickly, and especially on older mattresses, it dries very quickly then all of a sudden the, you didn't let it do what it needed to do, which was to be wet against that bacteria. So the chemicals, the manufacturers have, you know, they've made it perfectly clear on the side of their, uh, you know, bottle that you need to pre-clean, rinse, then disinfect, and then rinse again because they recognize that these chemicals are harsh on these uh, surfaces and so they're telling you to rinse it off, which almost nobody's doing. I've just called around a bunch of hospitals again, and nobody wants to rinse. They don't have time. They're trying to turn a bed and get a bed back in service in 10 to 20 minutes. It takes 30 to 40 minutes just to clean the bed if you do it by the instructions for use. Okay, and Dr. Hooker, if the chemicals being used are not cleaning or disinfecting and are damaging these mattresses, what can hospitals do immediately to improve the situation? Well, they they can immediately buy the cover. <laughs> That's your best answer because you fix the problem. But if you're going to say, ah, oh, listen, I'm going to keep using the chemicals, they're going to have to follow the instructions for use which means that they're going to have to actually rinse these chemicals off, which is going to take them 30, 45 minutes, an hour. They're going to have to spend longer cleaning these mattresses. You're not going to be looking at a room turn instead of 20 minutes, a room turn of an hour and a half to two hours. But wow. I think every patient deserves that. Any hospital that's turning a room in 20 minutes, shame on them. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. And thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, Nancy, I, I think just a, another uh, couple points to that is the recognition that these cleaning process, processes are only efficacious during the life of the product. And so, again, with this new FDA guidance, what, what it, the hospitals now have to recognize is that this medical device has a lifespan for which the disinfection process uh, has been designed to be um, efficient. So if you, because the disinfectant is breaking down the fabric uh, during each of the successive disinfection processes, it's creating fissures in the fabric that trap soil and can protect things like spores uh, in, and harbor that soil in, actually inside the, the mattress fabric itself. And so what's happening now is the, the device manufacturer is actually uh, in their, their user manuals stating that the end of life of some of these uh, fabrics on these mattress surfaces is only a year or two. And it, to the extent hospitals aren't uh, staying current with that information and replacing those on a more timely basis, uh, they're really creating a patient safety issue. And I think that's Going back to what we were talking about with ECRI and the FDA, that's kind of where they were headed to with some of those comments about doing more frequent inspections and, and replacing those covers that are, are um, damaged and soiled. Exactly. Bruce, um, staying on that uh, thought, can you share how a mattress is inspected? Right. So the generally what would happen is a uh, staff person would look for uh, any holes, uh, cracks uh, in, in the mattress surface itself, they would look for staining uh, for sure on the, the surface that um, uh, could come from uh, patient uh, fluids. And then they would also look for whether or not the mattress is drying. And this is a big issue because what happens is when when mattresses are no longer hydrostatically sound and they allow fluids to permeate through the fabric itself, it gets trapped between the core of the mattress and the, the fabric itself. And then when pressure is put on the outer surface, uh, it re-wets the mattress fabric and you'll see a big wet spot. And at that point, you would know that the, the mattress fabrics failed. Uh, oftentimes, you'll see a significant discoloration from the disinfectant that, that causes the, the pigment and the, the mattress fabric to um, uh, be faded and makes it much more difficult to, uh, it, it, it really becomes, again, a patient safety issue because uh, as that happens, it's drying out the mattress fabric, which again can cause it to, uh, to fail more quickly. Exactly. And thank you so much, Bruce and Dr. Hooker. Thank you for providing the in-depth information uh, with our global listeners. At this time, we're going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will return. We will discuss the key points with our guests, Bruce Rippey and Dr. Edmund Hooker. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4CDIF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand-washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and we thank our listeners for joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Bruce Rippey, CEO of Trinity Guardian, and Dr. Edmund Hooker, MD, Doctor of Public Health. They join us today to discuss medical mattress contamination issues and how hospital beds are the source for many healthcare-acquired infections. Welcome back to the program, Bruce and Dr. Hooker. Thanks, Nancy. Glad to be here. Well, thank you so much for taking time and being here with us and explaining all of this important information to all of our listeners. And hospitals use very different processes to disinfect beds and patients' rooms with um, patients who have been in there with C. difficile. Dr. Hooker, why is there so much conversation about patients who are asymptomatic? Well, as uh, you know, Nancy, lots of people have C. diff and don't have diarrhea. But the problem is, is that they're spreading that C. diff all over that bed while they're in the hospital and putting the next patient at risk. So there's been multiple studies that have come out that have shown that not only having a patient in the bed before you got there with C. diff puts you at risk, even having a patient that never was known to have C. diff but had asymptomatic C. diff can give you a C. diff infection. So it's critical that basically every hospital bed be highly disinfected. Most hospitals, they are when they know the patient had C. diff, they're coming in with Clorox and they're trying all sorts of things and you know doing trying to do a good job. The problem is is that 
not only are they not achieving it even with the C. diff rooms, but they're clearly doing nothing for the non-C. diff rooms. They're just wiping them with a quaternary ammonia compound and calling it a day. And that's just not adequate. So the big message here from all the recent research is you need to be treating every room as if it's highly contaminated and cleaning every single room to get rid of those spores, which as Bruce pointed out, there's tens of millions of spores being put onto a mattress by a patient that has C. diff. Yes, exactly. We understand that. And earlier in the show, Bruce shared key points about, um, I got lost here for a minute, uh, the laundrable cover. And Dr. Hooker, how does the laundrable cover fix the problem with C. diff transmission? Well, it fixes it simply because you're taking it out of the room. It, when you put it on, it covers not just the mattress, but it also covers the bed deck. So that's the metal framing. So it covers that. So none of that gets contaminated during the use of the bed. And then we take that entire cover, roll it up with all the C. diff on it, and take it out of the room. So you can imagine that's just a much better way to end up cleaning the room because now we take it to the laundry and we kill basically every single bacteria and C. diff and C. diff spore that are on that mattress, which you just simply cannot do with a manual process. It's just critical to use a verifiable, repeatable process. These covers, we can teach the EVS how to put them on quickly and easily. They can do the process right every time. There's many studies looking at manual processes, and unless you're watching somebody, an EVS worker, clean that bed, it's not getting cleaned correctly. And so mm-hmm. this process takes all of that and engineers a better solution. Okay. And Bruce, what other solutions are available? Well, that's an interesting question because the, the processes that are available today that are prescribed by the manufacturers to really use disinfectants on an off-label manner. Uh, so when a disinfectant manufacturer uh, gets a registration for their disinfectant, uh, the EPA gives them the right to, the, uh, to uh, make claims about the efficacy uh, against certain bugs. Uh, and, and there are very stringent requirements for testing from the EPA for that. So the, the issue is that all of those uh, disinfectants are tested on stainless steel plates and not on soft surfaces. And in fact, there are no, hard surf- no soft surface disinfectants uh, on the market today. And a, a hospital mattress is clearly a soft, uh, porous surface. And so the bed and device manufacturers uh, are suggesting the use of a hard surface disinfectant on a soft surface. So that's uh, certainly a challenge. And the, uh, the other operation that, that could potentially be used is a UV light. And unfortunately, that doesn't have efficacy either for uh, disinfection of uh, soft porous surfaces. So Hospitals are really um, kind of left on their own to come up with processes that they believe have efficacy, and uh, they're they're really challenged with this. So there's 
the only solutions that, that the bed device manufacturer is able to offer them is to do this multiple step process to try to, uh, to clean and disinfect the bed, which has its own limitations uh, relative to the efficacy and not to mention the, the labor uh, costs for, for doing that. Mm-hmm. And Bruce, um, before we close the program, can you explain to our listeners why the launderable cover is the best method? Sure. It's, it's, the launderable cover uh, offers a solution that is not only encapsulating the mattress, but also the bed deck to keep fluids and soilage from getting trapped between those two areas. Uh, it's removing the bacteria from the room, uh, allowing for a cleaner environment because the, the cover itself uh, is hydrostatically sound. No bacteria can pass through the cover to the underlying mattress. Uh, and it, it is a very uh, consistent and repeatable process to uh, launder these covers because of, it's an engineered controlled process. And so you, you know what you're getting each time you do this as opposed to relying on a, on a ma- manual uh, system to uh, clean and disinfect that surface. Okay. Bruce, do you have any closing comments and would you like to share the contact information with our global listeners where they can learn more about the Trinity Guardian product? Well, first of all, we, we appreciate the opportunity to educate your listeners uh, about this important issue uh, to uh, keep uh, they and their loved ones safe inside a hospital. And, and you can certainly see more of this on our website at www.trinityguardian.com. You can also contact us through our website if you should have any questions about the uh, issues we discussed today. Okay, thank you so much, Bruce. And Dr. Hooker, do you have any closing comments you'd like to share? Uh, No, I just think that it's uh, critical that hospitals clean the beds better. And remember, a lot of hospitals have been starting to use UV lights. They actually don't work against spores. Their own evidence shows it doesn't work against spores. So I think they need to find a solution that actually works against C. diff spores. The launderable cover is one of those solutions. Okay. Well, Bruce and Dr. Hooker, we thank you so much for joining us today on Seed of Spores and More. And we are grateful for your dedication in the infection prevention community and for putting patients first. Thank you for being with us here today. Thank you. Thanks, no, you're, you're welcome. And at this time, the members of the Seed Foundation wish to acknowledge all of the organizations around the globe dedicated to improving health, the organizations and professionals researching and developing new products, addressing C. difficile infection prevention, treatments protecting the gut microbiome, and addressing environmental safety worldwide. To learn more about C. difficile infection and recurrent C. diff infection clinical trials in progress, we ask you to visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org and click on the tab, Clinical Trials in Progress. Please help them to help you to help others. We'd also like to thank Cutis Pharma for being a platinum sponsor, Xenix Disinfection System for being a gold sponsor, and Quilfera for being a silver sponsor of the second annual Global C. diff Awareness Walk taking place on May 19th in Teaneck, New Jersey, Newport Ritchie, Florida, and Leicester, England with Dr. Martha Clokey. Take a walk in the park to promote C. diff awareness and help us save lives worldwide. For more information, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website. We look forward to seeing you on May 19th. 
We also like to thank Synthetic Biologics for being the diamond sponsor of the 6th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo, taking place on November 8th and 9th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. For more information, visit our website. We look forward to seeing you in November, and we send out our get well wishes to all patients being treated and recovering from a C. difficile infection and the many wellness-draining illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health, continued healing, and a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We'll be right back. 